Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. The week is flying by. Hopefully, that's the same for you as it is for me. Should have a fun show planned for you today. There's a lot to talk about. I'm sure we'll get off on some random subjects like we always do. And it is Throwback Thursday, Trevor. I am ready. Have you prepared this week for me? I have prepared. I need to. I need to finalize it during the commercial break. But uh, I've I've got about six questions for you already lined up. But I figure it might go a little longer this time. So I, I'm going to need to get. You a few- always assume it's going to go long. I'm sure that's not the first thing you assume that's going to go long, and it never does. You've only gotten me past I think what four questions once, and that was. You caught me off guard where my headset wasn't working. I have excuses for that. Outside of that, I, I pretty much knock it out of the park in three pitches. No, not not today, but I'll, I'll finalize it. We'll do that at the 5 o'clock hour. Until we get to that, Trevor, plenty to talk about. What's new in Trevor Land? <laughs> oh, once, once you enter Trevor Land, there's no leaving with that reentry with the ticket stub. I promise you that. Uh, not much. I, I almost went and saw Ant-Man last night, but then I decided against it and started watching a little bit of Sharknado 3, and then after about five minutes of that, I realized after watching the first two, I've seen enough of this, so I uh, just kind of flipped through the channels and watched reruns on TV until I fell asleep. How about you? Oh, not not too much is new. I'm still recovering a little bit from that United States loss yesterday. Recovering uh, from depression or recovering from the enjoyment of that you uh, partaked in watching the game? Uh, no, the the depression, the okay. sadness. Uh, well, there's really, nothing like the depressant to kick away the blues. It really was a, a, a bummer of a loss for the United States playing in Atlanta. It was... Not a true home crowd because there was three other countries' fans there, but uh, the United States, it did sound like, at least had the most fans uh, in the bunch, certainly during their match against Jamaica. They end up losing 2-1, going a stretch of a uh, five-minute stretch in the go from the 31st minute to the 36th minute where they give up two goals. Uh, talk briefly about this because I know a lot of you all don't necessarily care all that much about soccer, but... There was people freaking out on Twitter after the loss. People saying that you that the United States needed to replace Jurgen Klinsmann, and it was the most embarrassing loss somebody told me in U.S. soccer history. As if the United States, Trevor, has this rich, rich soccer history where uh, we are above getting upset in in certain games. There's no doubt the we've United come States long will- enough to where we can get upset about being beaten by a team we don't expect to be beaten by. I think we've come far saying, enough I, to that. I'm saying that you can't get upset about it. I'm saying. Don't act like it's the end of the world. Don't act like you could you couldn't see that happening. United States soccer is improving, and it's probably better now than it's ever been. But it's still not. It's still still United States soccer. It's it's yeah. not past that level where you can look past playing a team like Jamaica, the caliber of Jamaica, and, and automatically assume it's going to be a win. I didn't go into last night's game thinking there's no way we're going to lose. I thought we'd win. There's no reason we shouldn't have won, but we got upset, and that happens. If you watch the match in its entirety, uh, you could see it, it just doesn't seem as bad as it actually is. I mean, it's a bad loss. Don't get me wrong. It's an embarrassing loss. It's disappointing. It's discouraging. But if you watch the entire match, that's sometimes how soccer works. 
and everybody wants to blame somebody. Everybody wants to say this is this needs to change. And again, I, the the people calling for Jurgen Klinsmann's job, I I can't believe. United States soccer has never been as popular as it is right now. It's never been as exciting as it is right now, and he's a big reason why. But if one thing though, TJ, and I agree. I mean, maybe the obviously the extreme of calling for his job and. The, dis- the depression of the loss it should not have come completely unexpected. If anything, though, as ridiculous as some of the things you're describing is, is it not also maybe a good thing, though, that that much passion is being shown towards USA soccer? And, and, and to give another hint of how far we have come as soccer fans? No, without a doubt, yeah. But it, it just because we've grown, uh, the sport has grown in this country and excitement has grown in this country, that doesn't give you the right to come up with asinine opinions and and think that they're right. Well, what do you think Twitter was built for? You're right. I'm not, I'm not arguing I mean, the fact that It was for I'm that and for people to break sources. I'm not arguing the fact that there are dumb people on Twitter, uh, but it was just, it's. I, I'm kind of sick of this point in our in our lives as Americans, where if something doesn't go the way we want it to go, something drastic needs to happen. And it, that, it's not only in sports, it it's specializes in sports, and that's what I'm going to talk about here, but it, it goes with everything in our culture, where if something didn't go as we, as fans or as members of uh, the Democratic Party, Republican Party, whatever it may be, if something doesn't go the way we think it is, something drastic has to change. Sometimes things happen. Things don't go the way that you think they're going to go. And yes, you need to maybe change some things, but it doesn't have to be life-altering. It doesn't have to be uh, change the outlook of United States soccer because we lost to Jamaica in a game that we should have won. Should have won heading into the match. But also, if you watch the, the match, we outplayed Jamaica. We were the better team. It's not like they just wiped the, the field with us for 90 minutes and we were only lucky to lose by one. We were lucky to not win that game by two, or maybe three. Now, the fact of the matter is, we didn't. We lost. I'm just a little surprised at your uh, your shock at the irrational behavior of social media. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't the, the Statue of Liberty say, bring us, you're tired, you're poor, and you're irrational? I mean, doesn't that, doesn't that say that on Staten Island? <laughs> no, I don't think it does. I'm uh, I, I might have missed that part. I think it's at the very end. Oh, I'm, I probably I probably zoned out by that point. But no, I'm not. It's just it's. I don't know. Maybe maybe that is a sign of that soccer really is moving up in the world. To spin it as a positive way. Not, I mean, not, I agree with what you're saying about the people that are going overboard. I understand, but like I said, swinging a positive uh, positive. Is it better to at least see people acting irrationally and saying stupid stuff to a m- mass media of social media a social. Uh, media accounts than it is than people not even ignoring it and not even making it a trending Twitter. Well, here's the thing: is it, it's uh, yes, you're you're right that it would be better to have more people just talking about it. Um, what, what what's the saying that there is no such thing as bad publicity? Which is exactly what Sharknado wrote on yesterday with their <laughs> two point two billion Twitter hits. But uh, but the thing that just stood out it was people. I used to be able uh, not. I, I act like I'm some lifelong soccer fan. I'm not. I, I've, I've probably only been a fan for, you know, ten years or That's half uh, your uh, life almost. <laughs> a, 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 around that time, but I used to be able to get on Twitter, or social media, and there was a few people that would be talking soccer, and 
it'd be nice to hear their opinions, interact with them back and forth. The thing that, and now there's a ton of people talking about it, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I'm happy about that. But the thing that it was some of the the people that I used to talk to about soccer that I used to count on for opinions and insight that were saying some of the most outlandish things. So that's why it was such a a rude awakening on social media last night. But, you know, they lost. It was disappointing, and, and we don't get the same whistle as Mexico, who has now just uh, basically cheated their way into the Gold Cup finals. Here's the good news for soccer fans. Uh, is the I, winner- I want to apologize for people streaming us in Mexico City right now. The, the, the winner of Mexico-Jamaica will get to play the United States. They're shooting for Columbus Day weekend. Uh, and really, I I we I can't go wrong with either matchup. I'd love to play Jamaica again just so we could beat their stupid dancing coach that has uh, Santa Claus white hair and just look like a, a fool on the sidelines. Or we get Mexico, our biggest rival, and we'll get to break their hearts like we always do. Either way, it'll be good for me. Last night was tough, but I had to just keep keep thinking to myself, you're going to get to play the winner of of the Gold Cup championship match. They're not going to lose. We're not going to lose. On that big of a stage, we'll be fine. So let, let me get this straight. So your options, in your in your own words, by the way, uh, I'll say enough to get people to send me angry emails. So I'm gonna. This is a TJ quote, or at least a paraphrase of a quote. I hope we either play either of those cheating Mexicans, or the or the dancing stupid looking coached Jamaican team. Bitter? Uh, are you bitter a little bit? Correct. No, not bitter. Not bitter. I, I'm ready for a little revenge. We wouldn't get it. Wouldn't be revenge against Mexico, uh, but it's always nice to beat Mexico in in soccer uh, because they take it a lot more seriously and they're not any good at it, which is cracks me up every time that they lose. And then Jamaica, they were they were just you know they should be able to celebrate a win last night. I'm okay with that, uh, but I, I kind of got a. a you know, their their coach was a little cocky during the match. So I guess I'm assuming you don't want any Bob Marley for the uh, outro music today. No, let's stay away from Bob Marley today. Uh, I'm, Peter, I'm not, Peter Tosh, it is. I'm not. I'm not happy with Jamaica. I'm not. I'm not happy. But they, you know, they deserve to win. They had two nice goals. One was incredibly lucky. The other one was nice. Uh, I don't really know what Brad Guzan, our goalkeeper, was doing throughout the process. But that's neither here nor there. Maybe he was hanging out with some of the players beforehand. That's why he was not uh, 100% there. <laughs> oh, I wonder the, how. Do you think the Jamaican team smokes? I wonder how the. I'm sure some of them probably do from time to time, just like some do from probably any country. Can you play soccer if you have if you have a buzz? Did you? Uh, that's that's not a question for me to answer because I'm uh, not very good at soccer and. <laughs> have a buzz. I don't think the first thing I'd want to do is run out on a field and kick a kick a soccer ball I used around. I a kid that played basketball just completely fried, and I never understood how he could do it. I couldn't even. I've known it. some people that have done that, and I've I've thought the same thing, Trevor. I, I do know some people that prefer to when they go out on the golf course to uh, to to feel loose and conversational. <laughs> I can I can understand that because you just kind of want to be as mellow as possible out there. Um, I I don't I would never do it, but yeah. some people. Uh, I, that's the only sport I could understand. Maybe bowling. Bowling and darts, yeah. Which I don't know why darts and alcohol go together so well. I don't know why you'd want to have be uh, being inebriated when you're throwing something that could stab someone. But <laughs> you know, hey, teach his own, I guess. No. Uh, did you speaking of while we're talking about Jamaicans and, and the Mexico national team? Did you hear Colin Cowherd's comments today? Oh, I can only imagine uh, if it, if it's uh, anything times what you uh, you spilled in your bitterness. I can imagine it was probably pretty uh, 
pretty nothing controversial. I said, <laughs> nothing I said was racist or... Oh, I didn't say racist. I just said bitter. Inaccurate. You act like I said something so crazy. No, I just said bitter. I didn't say racist. He was he was talking, and Colin Cowherd's moving from ESPN to Fox Sports, if yes, I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Was talking about how everybody wants to make baseball out to be this very complicated game, and they were talking about how the Marlins brought their GM into the dugout to to do some man to you know to help be a manager, and uh, while people were talking about wow that's such a crazy idea because he's not going to know what to do, and Colin's basically saying that baseball isn't that hard it's not that complicated and his reasoning was because a third of the league is from the dominican republic <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's can be uh construed a little uh insensitive hey and, and, listen if someone like me has no political correctness and, and no radar when it comes to uh what's proper to say and what's probably appropriate to say uh if i can pick that up that's that's not a good sign and baseball is hard. I mean, Bull Durham taught the same thing. I mean, I mean, it's, it is a simple game. I mean, you just hit the ball, you catch the ball, you throw the ball. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes it rains. Think about well, that. I, I just wonder if he if he has the the sense within himself when he says that stuff. He he goes, oh, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, either either it Whoopsie came out Daisy. or he realized maybe he shouldn't have said it. I didn't get to hear the entire audio clip of of what he said, so I need to go back and listen to it to see if he tried to spin it or do anything along those lines. Do you think he was trying to get ESPN fined before he left? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was just trying to go out in a blaze of glory. Um, along those uh, along that same topic, Donald Trump also said he today that he thinks he will win the Hispanic vote. <laughs> Wow. What is going on wow. today, Trump? I think Donald Trump has had more. I think I, I've never thought I'd say this to a human being, and I, that includes Jerry Garcia. But dude, put it down. I, what I just don't get what's going on it, it, with with people today. I don't. Maybe the summer heat's getting everybody. I think it's. I, this is my fourth reference to it, but I think it's the Sharknado last night. <laughs> Making I think, everybody. I think people watched it and were like, you know what? If this is popular and this is as cool as it is, a movie that was made and literally filmed in 16 minutes and they're doing one a year now, I mean, they're on the pace to, to trump the, the police academy and most sequels, then you know what? Let's just screw it. Let's just say whatever we want to say. It, it, the, the only – and you know, it, it's it's whatever that people are saying stupid things, uh, but it, it would be that much better if, if it was happening locally. Uh, all we need now is just John Calipari, or Rick Rick Pitino to say something. Oh, we could get maybe something from Rick Pitino about coaching the Puerto Rican team. Yeah, the only thing you're gonna get is I quit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they ended up winning today, if I'm not mistaken. But if, I'm not if, if they played sure. anything like they did against Brazil, I think you are mistaken. I was talking to somebody close to Rick Pitino today, and I'm not in uh, talking to him just. Why Why Rick Pitino's coaching the Puerto Rico team? What's he getting out of this? Is he even enjoying himself? And uh, he's, then my, my, my buddy texted and said, no, he's, he's not enjoying himself. He, he regrets doing this. And I was like, what was the reason behind it to begin with? And he said, he said that Rick Pitino said that same thing and said, why did I ever do this in the first place? Why did I agree to this? So it seems like nobody's really sure what's – What's going on with Rick Pitino coaching the Puerto Ricans? Uh, and they did. They beat Venezuela today, by the way. 
Oh, good. I don't. I can't imagine they advance to the knockout stage. I'm not sure how the Pan Am standings play out, but I think when you lose two games by a combined 66, 67 points, that'll probably be enough to to keep you out of the of the knockout stage. What does it say about Venezuela, by the way? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a a great question. Uh, Jamal Murray played last night and in, in the same tournament and played pretty well. We're going to talk about Jamal Murray and his game. And our boy, our boy, Trevor, Rob Doster, throwing a lot of hate at Jamal Murray. Maybe not hate, but it is very clear he does not think highly of Jamal Murray. Now, is it that he doesn't think highly of Murray or his thought process is nowhere near the level of your love for Jamal Murray? And that's not, you know what, last night you... If, if, if it's not, it's not you know, it's not who wins the the battles, but who wins the wars, and who is correct between you and him, and and your uh, perspective of Jamal Murray. But last night you won that battle with the way Murray played. Well, that you would think so, I, but I, Rob Doster, <laughs> our, our and I and I love Rob. I love that he comes on the show, and we're going to talk about this on Tuesday, obviously, with him. But I'm obviously very high on him. I, I, we've made that very clear. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you have made a semi-man crush on him. You do. And, and Rob has made it very clear he's not as high on him. He doesn't say he's a bad player. He doesn't say he's going to be a major bust. He just says he's not nearly as good as I think he is. And that's okay. I'm all right with that opinion. But after watching him play last night, there's no way you could be negative about the game he had, and Rob Doster ended up spinning it so he was. So I I wish it was Tuesday so we could get him on and talk to him about it. Uh, that's fine. I'll just talk to it about it. I'll I'll just talk about it today, and he won't be able to defend himself, and it'll be fun. But you don't know I, he I might be listening. I I, I can't believe uh, he would. If anything, just bite your tongue and be like, yeah, he played well. But we'll talk about what he had to say. So stick around here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. What, what would you say you do here? Well, look, I already told you. I deal with the customers so the engineers don't have to. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? Now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. We're back here, 1450 to Sports Buzz. Talking a little bit about Jamal Murray, our boy Rob Doster, too. Uh, So Jamal Murray plays well yesterday. He scores 20 points. He's 18 years old. He's playing against grown men in most cases, Trevor. He's playing against national teams that have been together for a long time. This is his first time playing for Team Canada at this stage. Uh, He didn't start, but he's easily playing the most minutes out of the guards and is impressing. He's composed. He's he's playing smart. He's not rushing things. And he finished with 20 points. 
This is after scoring, what was it, 12 in the first game? I can't remember exactly what he had in the first game. I know he had, didn't he have like four or five assists or something like that? Uh, I think they only ended up crediting him with two, but it, it, it was four or five assists. But, so he's playing well. The future Wildcat, who I've been, who's making me look smart. And that's hard. And that's hard for anybody to do, Trevor. I agree. So then Rob writes something on on collegebasketballtalk.com. And he talks about how he scored 20 points, how he is 18 years old. But uh, he had a a short stretch, I think, where he had eight consecutive points or maybe even more than that. He scored 15 points in a span of 16 minutes in the first and second quarters. Okay, but but I think at one point he did have eight consecutive points in the game. Okay, uh, but but even that itself is is pretty impressive. So even so, Rob goes on to say, outside of that initial burst, I'd argue that Murray actually played a fairly poor game, and he talks about how he shot two of eight from inside the arc, and had three turnovers with just one assist. Which first, let me just say, well, do you want the Rob, exact quote of what he said exactly? It, it, Sure, go ahead. To, to quote his article, he struggled beating his man off the dribble and didn't show off the kind of vertical explosiveness that would make one believe he can finish at the rim at the highest level, going two for eight inside the arc. He also finished with just one assist and three turnovers despite playing the majority of his 27 minutes as the primary ball handler. Well, let me just say this. person that is keeping track of assists in Canada, like I said yesterday, <laughs> they need to find a new job. Uh, they're not doing a good job of, of tracking who may – or maybe they don't know what an assist is, or maybe they're thinking of hockey assists because yeah. it, is, it is taking place in Canada. Maybe hockey assists are, I guess, done differently. than, But isn't an assist an assist? Isn't that uh, – in a hockey assist the same thing? It's the person who passed it before the, the person who scores? I mean, isn't that the same? But they also, they also count assists to the person that passes it to the person who passes it to the score. And that's the thing you want to know why I get confused watching hockey. <laughs> and they they also count assists for the pass there too, but it's all, they'll also they'll go they'll go back two passes if they have to, um, but so I, I doubt that he had just one assist. And what was it? Three turnovers. Yes. Do you think three that's, turnovers? Are you disputing and, that as well? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm, let's, let's say he has three turnovers. Three turnovers in 27 minutes as an 18 year old playing against grown men. Is that bad, Trevor? No, and and he does say this in the. To, to somewhat uh, play to defend Rob, and I'll play Rob, the character of Rob here. I, I've got I've been shaved for a week, so I've got a similar look to it. Uh, he does go on to say one sentence later, but we can't just pretend an eighteen-year-old Murray didn't light up a team of full full of professionals. He did credit him. He just wasn't I think wasn't accepting the fall for what could be maybe a fool's go performance from someone that was nailing down three pointers and was struggling, as he mentioned, to show the explosiveness going too freight inside the arc. And here's what – this is what made Captain Arctic upset. Oh, Lord, I, don't get Captain I, Arctic I, upset. And Captain Arctic has been blocked by Rob, as we have found out. Oh, yeah. But he says just the – he thinks that the Andrew Harrison comparison was intentional attempt to throw shade on BBM. <laughs> now, Captain Arctic, I don't well, Now, think, does Captain Arctic believe that Andrew Harrison is, is considered shame to BBM? Is that what he's saying? Well, well, shade, not shame. Oh, I, I said shame. <laughs> Throwing shade. Okay. Do you know what that means? Uh, it, I'm assuming it's something negative. It's like throw. It's like throwing hate. It's it's, you know, okay. being disres- It's being disrespectful. You're throwing shade. 
Colin Cowherd threw shade on the Dominican Republics. Okay, I got you. Continue. Okay. Uh, here, I, I, here's, I don't know my here, vocabulary is lacking since Yates left us and took his word of the day with him. Here, we need that word of the day back, Yates. Yeah, I mean, uh, come on, dude. Here's the thing: is one, I don't think he was intentionally trying to poke the big blue nation bear. I think he was just trying. I, I think he was trying to make a comparison. Two. If Jamal Murray plays like a sophomore Andrew Harrison is one year at UK, then he won't be as good as I said he was. But is that bad, Trevor? Is that a, Would that be a disappointing year? It's not no. a good thing, if you ask me, but you know my opinion on Andrew Harrison. It's not a, Andrew Harrison's sophomore year was not a good thing at UK. He had a bad year. I didn't say it wasn't a bad thing. I just said it wasn't a good thing. It, you're... Don't say on. it. Don't say come it. On. Don't, it's, we're going 20, 32 minutes in, and I haven't even said anything deserving of that yet. Andrew, I, I get you, you know don't like my Andrew opinion Harrison. on Andrew Harrison, and, and and I get that he was he was overrated. Nobody's saying that he wasn't, yeah. but his sophomore year, how could you possibly say that wasn't a success? Because it wasn't. I don't believe his his individual season was a success. I think it might have been improvement, but I wouldn't use the word success. <laughs> don't then, snicker at me. <laughs> I, I am snickering. You're insane. Stop letting your personal bias uh, alter your your. Judgment. You're pretty smart, Trevor. Comes from the man who uh, ripped uh, the the Central and South America's countries below us because we lost him in soccer. <laughs> I ripped their Jamaica's coach because he was a goofball, and I ripped Mexico because they were cheating. And you ask anybody, and they're cheating. I'd, so, I'd, I'd, I'll, I'll take your word for it, but no, and I'm not letting my personal if I if I let personal bias decide my opinion on UK players, I would think I would be negative on all of them and would sound like a complete fool. I'm not negative on all of them. I'm not even negative on Aaron Harrison. I said he should have been the one drafted, and I wasn't surprised that he got the contract. Andrews, I'm just – I don't mean to make it sound like I'm, uh, you know, pointing him out and putting him on the pedestal, but he sucks, and he did suck, and he will continue to suck. But I'm starting to wonder if you watched – Yes, I watched I'm... you play last year. Yes, I did. I, I don't know how Andrew. you watch. I don't know how you could watch UK last year and, and say that Kentucky or that that sophomore Aaron Harrison was better than than sophomore Andrew Harrison. I, I mean, I really don't, and, and I don't. I don't even really want to make the argument with you because I don't get how you could think that. Yeah, it, it would be an endless argument. You're you're probably not going to change my mind, even if Andrew had made the team and and goes on to NBA success. I still will have trouble accepting the fact that he uh, he sucked in college. And I don't feel he's a, a, a professional basketball player. And for his career at Kentucky, and I think we will all say that he was incredibly underwhelming his freshman year up until the NCAA tournament, but his career at Kentucky he's still going to end up averaging around uh, over 10 points and around four assists a game. Well, how is that, how is that terrible? I know that's not, oh, wow, he's the, one of the better Kentucky players of all time, but how can you say that's bad? I, did I use the word bad? I, think, no, I, 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 I disagree with your, what was your, it was, it was good. You said, what was the word you described it as? I said that'd be, a, I said, yeah, I said he'd be good. I said that'd be an okay season. No, that'd you be didn't use okay. I said, you said successful. That's what it was. I said non-successful. I didn't say bad. I just said it wasn't successful. If UK can have Jamal Murray average 10 points and four assists next year with the other guards they have, Trevor, that'll be more than fine. Aren't you expecting uh, a little more than 10 points? Uh, I'm expecting more because I think he's really good. But if that's all that happens, I wouldn't be like, whoa, he was, man, what a bust of a player. 
UK was lucky to be able to get by with him on the floor. And when you throw ten, uh, ten points and four assists, and what do you want? If you're going to use numbers, it does sound like I am in the wrong. But from someone who did watch Andrew Harrison play, the numbers aside, I I guess I come off like Rob Dostern in, in this argument because uh, he's saying, you know, trying to speak negatively about someone that put up good numbers. But from somebody watching Andrew Harrison, the numbers aside, I did, was not impressed still. I don't care what the numbers said. I, it was not a successful season to me for him. I thought it was very <laughs> underwhelming still. Because you, you, you made up in your mind on him when he started to play poorly during his freshman year. In the back of your mind, you went, "Okay, UK fans have been so obnoxious about the Harrison twins. Ha ha ha! He is terrible. He's never going to be good." And that, and then Trevor, your and little he averaged brain, ten points and four that, assists his freshman year. By the way, sophomore year he averaged nine points and three point five assists. I'm talking about, and I said his career Kentucky oh, career, much bounced down to about ten points and around four assists. Yeah, you're right, three point eight. But yeah. It's an endless argument, buddy. Let's move on to Jamal but Murray because you you're not going to change you my mind. Made, no, you had made up your mind. You made up your mind in the in the winter of 2013, maybe maybe February 2014, that this kid was never going to be a good player, and you had programmed that when really you stick him in anywhere else besides Kentucky, and he puts up those numbers as a, as a point guard. You're going to say, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. Nothing unbelievable, but yeah, he's a good player. But since he's at Kentucky, and he was a five-star, and he was rated so highly, you think he sucks, which is, just makes no sense. And it really it really does bug me, because I think highly of you, Trevor. A lot of things I do don't make a lot of sense, but a uh, little bit to cha- not change the subject to go back, Yates did let me know that the word shade in that context never would have made word of the day because it's slang. So there you go. It is. It is. It is slang. He's right about that. He doesn't use so- slang in word of the day. He's a, a proper educational teacher. So, talking about Jamal Murray, he compares him to more of an Andrew Harrison than D'Angelo Russell. I don't know if you can make that comparison after just one game. Um, I I don't. I don't get how you can do that, especially given the circuit. If gosh, if this was just a if this was a AU game and you wanted to make this, you wanted to say, hey, everybody, calm down a little bit. It was just uh, an AAU game. He was playing against people younger than him, and he, and he played well, but he shot maybe too many shots and missed some bunnies inside. And I'd say, okay, this is an international competition with a team that he hasn't played for, doesn't really have much chemistry with, and still went out there and dropped 20. On a, on a decent Argentina team, Not that's not a team that's going to medal, but they're okay. Clayby116 says, Andrew Harrison far from sucked last year. Second half of the year was the second best offensive player behind Towns. Nobody had trusted more when he needed a basket to make something happen than Andrew Harrison last year. I had full faith in him with the ball in his hands. And I kind of agree with him. I kind of, and I and I don't like to even it's kind of like with you, Trevor. I don't necessarily love to agree with Clay B116. <laughs> but at the end of the end of last year when he had the ball in his hands and he wanted to attack, you felt pretty darn good about him being able to draw a foul, get to the line. Or finish, and even if he missed, sometimes his misses were in good spots where it was it would open up a backside offensive rebound for a dunk, which is something John Calipari coaches, just like a lot of people. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong though, but was it not the ball in Andrew Harrison in the last few plays against Wisconsin when he went to the one four and he he airballed and missed layups? I'm not going to blame that on Andrew Harrison. I'm, I'm just. Wanna, what, was it not Andrew Harrison with the ball in his hands at the clutch if you wanna, like you described? Play the blame game about I'm not, I'm not what's blaming the blame when you shut, let me finish. Okay, let me I'm talk. sorry. <laughs> if you want to play the blame game, there, it, any 
player, Jordan would have a tough time having the, the clock down to five seconds and having to make something happen when a defense knows exactly what you're likely going to do. Wasn't a so, blame game. I was just remember, I just wanted literally I was just being being honest. So, I wanted a reminder if it was him or not because you know I have short term memory. So that would be tough on anybody. Okay. I mean, but how many shows are you going to continue to bring up Wisconsin <laughs> till next season? But I, I don't get it. I, I would understand it if Louisville went on to win the national championship. But you were long out of the tournament after when, when Wisconsin knocked Kentucky out. I don't mean to bring up Wisconsin all the time. It's just the most precious game in my mind. And it, it was an example that, that, that you were just talking with Clay about him having the ball in his hands, and that's the first thing that popped in my head. Was that game? So did, did, do you think highly of Terry Rozier? Say it one more time. Do you think highly of Terry Rozier? Uh, I mean, I like Terry Rozier, as a, especially as a fan, yes. Okay. And I, yes, I know he missed. He, I'm sure he missed opportunities that, that are off the top of my head. I don't remember off the top of my head in clutch situations. I'm sure he did. <laughs> I just, yeah. He guess what? He had some bad games too. Oh, I know he did. Is he that did. going to change his? Are we going to change his career outlook because of those bad games? No. Okay. So let's not let's not do that. Uh, for for you know, he was six to twenty three against Michigan State. If you want to bring up the most fresh game. <laughs> that was a very poor performance, obviously. That was All a very right. poor performance by the entire Louisville Cardinals team offensively, I might add. What about your boy Wayne Blackshear? He looked pretty good. Wayne, Wayne looked, yeah, Wayne looked excellent for the last uh, six or seven games of the entire season his senior year. That doesn't really make up for the fact, though, he did play underachievingly, underperformed, underachieved for his three years prior to that, though. We're getting off subject, but we the are. fact of the matter, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, you need to, you need to. You need to cool. You need to cool it on your Andrew Harrison hate. You need to cool it on your bringing up Wisconsin. I got to write and, these down. And, Hold on. And, and you need to. You can't pick out one game performances and and use that to summarize an entire career, because it's not fair. I agree, but I wasn't meaning to, to single them out for one game performance. That was just one example I was bringing up. So on the flip side, yes, we shouldn't. We shouldn't judge Jamal Murray off this one game or even this just these two games in in, in for for team Canada and then they play again today if I'm not mistaken I think it's six o'clock so right when right when a little after we're tuning out but I don't know I, I don't know in what world you could say that he played poorly that that sounds like Rob Rob Doster has an agenda and, and I don't know if he does I obviously know this is the problem with people and, I, and it's a problem with you, Trevor. It can be the problem with me. It's obviously the problem with Rob here. You make up your mind about somebody, and you're never willing to move off that line. You're never willing to move off that opinion. And I'm okay with you not moving off any opinion after one game performance, but he played well yesterday. <laughs> I mean, he did. He looked, he looked awesome. You would have never guessed that that kid was 18 years old, never, playing, never played a collegiate game before. You would have thought that maybe he was an NBA player or at least had played professionally somewhere for, for quite some time. So things are looking good for Jamal Murray. And I'm standing by everything I've said. I, I'm standing by how much I talked him up. You know what the good news is, Trevor, if I'm wrong? Next year, next, next April, next May, anytime I'm talking somebody up, you can point back to this. <laughs> 
Well, I'm not going to use one game as a prime example to say one was right and one was wrong in their opinion, obviously. But if it's an entire season, if he doesn't play well, that's understandable. Clay 116 says the first half of the year, Andrew was losing the ball every time he went into the lane and not finishing. Second half of the year, he was going through the lane strong, finishing around the rim and hitting mid-range pull-up jump shots. He loved his play. I wouldn't even say the first half of the year he was he was playing poorly. Thought he played well pretty much the, for the for the for the most part the duration of the year. Now the first part of the year when he played bad, he did have some bad games. I'm not saying that he was Mr. Perfect all the time. But Andrew Harrison also had to deal with any time he did have a bad game, UK fans jumping on him. Everybody just loved to hate Andrew Harrison. I never really understood it, with the exception of him being overrated, which isn't really his fault. It's not his fault at all. It's not like he called rivals and said, make me this, make me a five-star. He didn't do that. Just, you uh, sure they were he little, didn't? I mean, you know what, actually? I need to talk with Eric Bossy, see if he actually did do that. But... Anyways, you got me a little worked up, Trevor. I'm I did. Not happy. Yates texts me and says, I think you got him more pissed off than ever. <laughs> did I get you a little, uh, little mad? It's just, it's, if you want to get me mad with smart opinions where I don't really have a, a good rebuttal and I get angry. And you call me that's stupid. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> but when, when you just make these, I, I don't know what to do. I don't. So we're going to take a, a commercial break. I'm going to cool down again. Jamal Murray, great. Just remember, rub, probably rub, win the rub the earlobes and say Wusabi over and over during the break. Probably going to win Naismith Player of the Year <laughs> for Kentucky. He's going to score 40 points a game and shoot, shoot 90% from the three-point line. <laughs> Louisville got a football commitment today. When we get back from the break, I'm going to uh, I'm going to complain about it. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. open those sandwiches I got at the gas station. I'm so hungry I can eat a sandwich from a gas station. <laughs> now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. Now in the street there is violence and not a lot of work to be done. We're back here, 1450 the Sports Buzz. Beautiful day here in Louisville. Hopefully it's beautiful where you're listening from too. Um, Captain Arc says one concern is Murray does like to have the ball in his hand. So does Briscoe. Obviously, Ulysses does too. So maybe that could be an issue. It could be. It'll be something to keep an eye on. I'm. Uh, I was a little surprised to see him have full reins of that Canadian offense to have the ball wherever he wants and, and whenever he wants. So it'll be in, there. There probably will be an adjustment. There will be a transition. We'll see who who kind of shines the most with the ball in his hands. But guess what? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have to figure it out, one way or the other. And, and I'm sure that they will. And I'm sure Calipari uh, will will find ways to make it work. Although what I'm told is that he thinks. He's high on Briscoe. Obviously, you know his feelings on Ulysses. We've had quotes about Ulysses for 
a year and a half now. I do like Tyler Ulis. But good. I'm glad. <laughs> but I'm told he's he 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 really thinks that Jamal Murray could be the guy for Kentucky. So we'll see. I'm I'm tuning in to six o'clock tonight to watch him because I I'm not going to give an opinion without watching it because going by stats can be misleading sometimes. It can doesn't have to be, but it can be. And obviously, Doster felt it was. So I'm looking forward to putting the uh, uh, Nick has uh, Gabe Deberge in today with him on Inside the Press Box. So make sure you tune in that later on if you're a little fan, especially. Uh, so I won't have really much to say during that show. So I'm going to definitely be turning that game on on the TV and here. Giving uh, most of my attention to the the game at six o'clock while they're doing their show. And who who they whoever they play tonight's not very good, if I'm not mistaken. That's not a problem. I, I don't you know I, I you can take that if he blows up on a not so good team, you can obviously take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, well, it still I, gives you a good idea. I mean, at least you can still see what the player looks like. It's more fun to see them play good teams. So he has to kind of has to play well for them to win. Sure. Uh, when they're playing bad teams, you don't really know where their where their mind is. Uh, but I forget who who they play tonight. But again, maybe the Dominican. They already they already play the Dominican Republic. Uh, so I'm not a maybe it's Mexico. They play Mexico tonight. Those so. cheaters. <laughs> That's just the soccer team. Oh, That's bad. just the soccer team. All right. So this the, what we're going to talk about next year is uh, I, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, and I know that. Hannah's not going to like me talking about it because one, it's it, it goes against U of L and it goes against her alma mater of of male, which uh, is understandable. So Louisville gets a commitment from we are male high from from Keon Wakefield, a three star wide receiver, five nine, one hundred sixty four pounds, picked Louisville over Kentucky, Purdue, and Indiana. I have uh, one of my good friends that that works for Rivals has interviewed uh, Wakefield throughout his entire recruitment, throughout his entire career at Mail, and says he's nothing but a very respect, uh, re- very respectable, nice. I- I've read some interviews on him. I-, I remember reading about when he got his offer from Louisville. I think one of his, I think his, uh, his, his dad was thrilled. Um, I-, I think there might have even been some tears. They were so happy. Grew up a Louisville fan. So it's been very clear that he was going to pick Louisville. And this came as no surprise. But Trevor, I, I'm getting really sick of the, the half fake out deal that recruits are doing. Explain. What do you mean half fake out? Hat fake out. Oh, and hat when, fake out. Excuse me. When they, when they do their press conference and they have the hats sitting there before them and they go and reach one hat, pick it up, and then drop it and pick <laughs> up the, the school that they're actually picking. And our and our boy Wakefield did that today with the Louisville hat. Uh, originally picked the UK one. Went to usually some people would just touch it and then let it go. He actually went picked up the UK hat. Was going to to pull the back out to make sure he could put it on his head before he dropped it and picked up the Louisville hat. You're not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't like it, and I get that that Wakefield is a likely a 17-year-old, 16-year-old, however old he may be. He's a young man that's learning. But I don't like this because all four of those schools, and I and again, I know it's his decision day. He can do what he wants. I'm not trying to, to control 
the recruiting youth across America. And you're not really trying, I don't think, seem to really point out Wakefield as an example, but he just happens to be the most recent one. He's the most recent one to do it, and and I I know a lot of people would be saying, well, you're just mad because it was with the U.K. hat. I say I don't like this all the time, and I've said that. I don't like it when Kentucky commits do it and and try to pick up another hat. It's not funny. It's not cute. And now the good news with Wakefield is Kentucky hasn't been recruiting him for a long time. And that's not, Trevor, that's not just the old take a step back, oh, you didn't. so you didn't want him anyways. No, Kentucky really hadn't been recruiting him for some time. They were looking at him around his sophomore year, I know, I'm pretty sure. No, they they did look at him, yeah. and he did at one point have a committable offer, but Justin Rowland says that Kentucky hasn't talked to him in months. Months. Now, that probably means that, that uh, when he went in today's announcement, he probably likely didn't really have a committable offer from Kentucky. Because... This is that. This is why recruiting so weird, Trevor. Is that when you offer somebody, it's not it's not a literal thing. It's not a it's an, an offer is not a physical thing that somebody can touch. It's a word, and uh, the only way that you know that you still have that offer is when you continue to be recruited by that team and hear from them every day. So the way coaches kind of back off offering somebody, and this happens in basketball too, is you just don't talk to them anymore. And there has been some awkward times where a player is committed to a school where they don't have a committable offer. Uh, And it's awkward, it's uncomfortable, it's unfortunate. But I am legitimately thinking that Kentucky uh, did not have a committable offer for Wakefield. Now maybe that also just became maybe that's because they saw the writing on the wall. He was a Louisville fan growing up. He had kind of blown up as a as a three star player. He was never going to be an unbelievable superstar, but he was a guy that team that, that you'd want on your team really quick, incredibly fast. And Kentucky saw the writing on the wall. Hey, he's not just some underrated guy that big schools aren't going to that big schools aren't going to notice. And once they saw Louisville get involved, they knew that they weren't going to. Maybe that was what happened. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, he hadn't heard from Kentucky in weeks or months, and it's just kind of disrespectful. Even if you had heard from Kentucky, even if he had done this with the Indiana hat or the Purdue hat, all of these coaching staffs have spent some amount of time, obviously some more than others, to try to persuade you that their college, that their plan, that their style of play, that their program will be most beneficial to them. They are going out of their way to try to make an opportunity of a lifetime for this kid. And I, I just think at the end of the day, it's disrespectful. I don't like to I don't like it when kids do this. And they are kids. And trust me, if you if if what I did when I was a 16 or 17 year old kid was on TV, I'm sure there would have been plenty of times where I did something stupid. More than plenty. So I'm not saying that this makes Wakefield a a terrible person or public enemy number one for Kentucky fans moving forward. He's a Louisville kid that goes to mail. I'll I'll wish him nothing but the best going forward, but I I hope this trend stops. You know it's not going to stop. And and it won't. But I, I think at some point parents or coaches need to step in and be like, hey, you don't have to do the the extra drama at the end. Your recruitment as a whole has been a drop, has been dramatic. Wakefield's not as much because once Louisville offered, I think it was very clear that he was going to go to Louisville. But your entire recruitment has been dramatic. You're doing this decision for 
theatrics. You want to have your moment. I understand that. You deserve it. He's been working his entire life for that moment. But why have to disrespect or tease a school that wanted nothing but the best from you? Or nothing, nothing but the best for you, rather. And nothing but the best from them. So I think parents, and again, I'm not expecting 16 or 17-year-old kids to be able to process that in that moment. But that's where I think coaches or parents should say to them, hey, don't, don't rub it in their face. Don't, don't, make any, don't make a big deal about you not picking their school. Is that like ditching your girl at the bar and then just making out with another girl a couple of seats down at the bar right in front of her? Similar to that. I mean, yeah, if you saw an ex-girlfriend at the bar that you all were really close with and you wanted to rub it in their face by having a, a much not you wanted to rub it in their face by getting a little intimate with somebody else in front of them, that's just something you probably shouldn't do, right? I would, I've never had the option of having two girls to do that, to me, <laughs> so I would know. <laughs> so, again, I wish him the best. I think Louisville's getting a good player. I think he could be uh, I, I think he could be a real special teams threat. Might might be a nice little slot receiver too. Not a bad guy. He is a three star though. He, he'll be a guy that'll be around like for four years, obviously, and, and you probably won't see a lot out of him until maybe his his junior year. But again, maybe on special teams, he can shine as a redshirt freshman or as a sophomore. It's a it's a it's a it's a nice addition for Louisville. If it's, it's worse than I know it's a male connection, but he could be a, a Douglas Beaumont. They're both very similar to statures. Yeah. I, Man, Beaumont in high school, when you saw him play, he was awesome. I coached Beaumont in Little League basketball. And I'll never forget, uh, we, I went to a all-star committee for uh, Little Leagues, and Beaumont it was still on our team, was still playing for us. I think he was 12 at the time. And uh, I went to the meeting, and I'll just never forget one of the co- – I think it was Fern Creek's uh, commissioner looked over at me and said, you're from St. Matthews Little League, right? And I said, yeah. I said, Y'all still got that, that damn Douglas kid, do you? I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got one more year. He's, he's looked at me and goes – GD and walked away because <laughs> Douglas was such a uh, just a such a great athlete, especially at such a young age. We would have him press up at, the, at, at half court as soon as that poor twelve year old got over the uh, mid court. He'd come over. You can only press in second and third, fourth quarters in little league basketball last two minutes, and we would have him come up probably right on them as soon as they got over court, and he would just be a nightmare to kids. Jeez, well, it sounds like you took advantage of it. Way to go, Coach Trevor. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I've got a funny story similar to that, uh, just about, oh, I'll tell it now because it's pretty short, but one time we, when I was playing football in fifth grade, do you remember Deuce Finch went to St. X, ended up going to Boston College? Yeah, he's, I think he's, did he, is he, has he finished at Boston College? Or? He ended up, tra- he ended no, he ended up transferring, transferring again, to, didn't he? Yeah. No, well, he transferred to Norfolk, and yeah, he's finished now, and he's okay. playing he's playing some sort of football in North or South Dakota. I don't know if it's Arena League or whatever it may be. But in fifth grade, we were going to play, and for the first time ever in my fifth grade, they we usually it's fifth and sixth play together, but we had so many kids that they just made us a fifth grade team all by ourselves, so we got killed by everybody. And finally, we go to play, and I forget, it, it might have been one of my parents, but they asked Deuce if he was the coach of the team. <laughs> he was a fifth grader, too, along with, he was in my class. So, And then we ended up having to play that team, and he... Uh, we got beat pretty badly. Needless <laughs> to say, I mean, I, it might have been. You couldn't contain the deuce. It, it might have been fifty to nothing, and, and you know, I ended up having not me personally, but my grade ended up having pretty successful football career. 
Uh, we didn't lose a lot of games, but that was easily probably the worst loss I've ever had in, in sports, actually. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, that dude was a monster, has always been a monster. Uh, disappointed that it, his his football career maybe didn't work out the way that a lot of people in town thought it would, but he's still playing and probably getting paid. So more power to him, and, and I'm happy to hear your story about uh, Doug Beaumont, and, and it sounds like the glory days of your coaching. It was the glory days of my coaching. Uh, that was right up there with uh, coaching Adam Childs' uh, uh, 11-year-old all-star team, as well as uh, Stephen Coleman, who is maybe not be a name that rings to, to most people here, but he ended up moving to Florida at 13 and uh, was uh, all-MAC freshman of the year uh, at Ohio before getting injured as sophomore year, losing his starting job to DJ Cooper and then transferring. And then last I heard, he quit basketball to become a DJ or something. I don't know. Who knows, <laughs> who knows what had that poor kid. But as a 12-year-old, 12 and 13-year-old, uh, he was he was awesome. And, of course, he had turned out to be a pretty good basketball player. He was like 6'5 guard. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we, I, I would love to talk these stories about younger guys and how dominant they were. Uh, we could go all day. Uh, we could go all day with that. Uh, we need to have a commercial break now. We, Speaking we of dominating, you know what's coming up next, don't you? What's that? Something I'm going to dominate in. And We got Throwback Thursday trivia. Are you, have, you, have you made it even tougher now since our Andrew Harrison arguments of the first segment? Have you gone yeah. back at the last breaks and go, you know what? I was going to throw in this sports question to start off. Screw that. Let's see here. What year was Alice born? <laughs> the sun rose this day. The sun rose this day, yes. Yeah. Uh, we will be right back with some Throwback Thursday trivia. Play along with us. 1450 The Sports Bus. <laughs> I want rustlers, cutthroats, murderers, bounty hunters, desperados, mugs, pugs, thugs, nitwits, halfwits, dimwits, vipers, snipers, con men, Indian agents, Mexican bandits, muggers, buggerers, bushwhackers, hornswagglers, horse thieves, train robbers, bank robbers, guns, and Methodists! Could you repeat that, sir? Now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. Sunshine, since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. We're the sports bus. Trevor, could you repeat all that? I want uh, muggers, hu- rustlers, hustlers, uh, nitwits, um, Mexicans. There's a couple of them I had to, to edit out because it was from a movie that, that wasn't very uh, politically correct. Um, I can't remember them all, though. That's about all I can think of off the top of my head. Can you know, do you know what movie that is from? No, I don't. Oh, you got to see Blazing Saddles. You're not a Mel Brooks guy, are you? No, I'm not. Oh, we've got to get you on the Mel Brooks bandwagon. Blazing Saddles, History of the World Part 1, Spaceballs. I'm not a huge Young Frankenstein fan, but I don't uh, dislike it. Robin Hood Men in Tights. I mean, come on, dude. I, I've just got you and Stitches laughing over the weekend, all the way full. You're you're welcome, by the way. I appreciate it. Uh, well, I'm I'm happy to announce that 
uh, cooler heads have prevailed on on the sports talker with TJ Walker today. The first segment was a little touchy. You've calmed down a little bit. You've gotten. Uh, I wasn't mad. You were a little upset, but I've. Uh, I stayed calm. I just. I, just, I don't. <laughs> I. I don't. I can't tolerate stupidity, Trevor. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pretend like you just didn't call me stupid. <laughs> I, I ask anybody around me, and I'm. I'm incredibly impatient. I, I can get that. I have I really, a ten, and, I, and I, I've been known to get under people's skins. I've been known to do that. That's I, what I, my friends call a riler, that you rile people up. But I don't do it on purpose. Well, sometimes I will just because I'm bored. But in this case, I didn't do it on purpose. I was just being honest. Okay. Well, I uh, I, I appreciate your honesty. I I'll let you know if I'm doing it on purpose. It, it's kind of obvious when I try to do it on purpose because I, do, I don't – in my mind, I don't feel like I have a good argument. In this case, uh, I did. It was such a silly uh, – your, your case was so weak, I thought you were doing it on purpose. <laughs> let's, let's not open that can of beans again. Yeah, beans make you fart. The Sports Talker is brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentuckiana's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. Give them a call, 636-HELP, for any electrical service. Allen Electric will never leave you in the dark. I'm going to leave Trevor in the dark here on this edition of Throwback Thursday coming to you right now. It's that time. What time is it? Damn time. What we gonna do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? So ya thought ya might like to go to the show. Contestants, good luck. Now, question number one. Who discovered America? Dick York? Dude, if you have to ask, you'll never know. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. All right, your first question. 1588. That is correct. I am ready. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'm making just one minor change. Let me get my last sound bite up real quick. Hold on, hold on. Okay, we're all the sound bites are loaded and ready. I probably don't need to load the wrong sound bites, right? I mean, I can just load the right answer one. Well, we'll see. <laughs> all right, this is gonna be a fun way to start. Throwback Thursday. Here we go. How uh, we play? I will give a hint, and Trevor guesses a year after the hint. If he gets it right, the game's over. If he gets it wrong, he gets another hint. And there'll be some sports ones. There'll be just some world history, world facts. So we have a good time with it. Here it is. Throwback Thursday. The first question. It was the Chinese year of the monkey. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't really know if I'm right when I'm saying 19. Uh, 1974. That is incorrect. Whoops. Double, double dip on that one. <laughs> well, you, you, I double you, dipped I, a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I, I think it's uh, you're foreshadowing what's about to happen. And these are the questions where you shouldn't get them right, but if you were to get them right somehow. Oh, I pulled it right out of my butt. I would just I, I get a pit in my stomach waiting for you to answer just because I'd be so mad if you if you did uh, pull it out of your butt. Like I did yesterday, last week when I uh, almost I I was with almost like three years in my first guess and then it finally narrowed it down pretty quickly. Still pulling it out of my butt, nonetheless. Here's the next one: Alabama football wins the national championship. Uh, 1992. 
That's incorrect. So stupid. Alrighty. I, this this should help you narrow down, or maybe maybe it won't. I don't know. Guess <laughs> is a dollar eight. Nineteen eighty three. No. And I don't even think I'll won the national title that year. I got another year in my mind too, and I think I was closer in the seventies when I first guessed. Two sites in the Commonwealth of Kentucky host the same NCAA tournament. Uh, so two sites in the Commonwealth of Kentucky both hold the NCAA tournament? In uh, two sites. So, uh, for example, exa- Louisville. For example, Rupp Arena and Freedom Hall. Yes. Okay. In the same um, NCAA tournament. 1987. Wrong. <sighs> well, that tells me I'm after 1974 now, then. Unless it's, unless it's not Reparina. Colonel Sanders dies. Oh, I should know this. Uh, um, no more fried chicken. No more fried chicken. Well, I don't know. Why is he on commercials then? Um, which, by the way, side note, that guy is kind of creepy looking. Um, <laughs> kind of racist, too, but that's just me. Uh, th- now I'm back up in the '90s again because I want to say he died in the '90s. Um, Rupp Arena hosted. Uh, crap, this is you got me on this one. I should have never told, pointed out Aaron Harrison's suckiness uh, or Andrews. Um, 19 Alabama did. Alabama only won one title in '92, so I'm gonna go back to the '80s. Let's go. It's great. Let's go '70s. 1978. Wrong. Crap. Damn, how many clues I got left? I'm running out, I think. <laughs> if I had if I had to guess, I think you'll get it on this one. All right. Kentucky loses to Duke in the NCAA tournament. UK football loses eight games. Maybe you won't get it. I don't know. Well, yeah, UK football losing eight games really narrows it down. Um, actually, that is probably probably a good season for the most part in, in hindsight for most UK fans. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> uh, but UK loses to Duke in an in NCAA tournament. You didn't, yes. did, did you say a round? I, did, I missed that part if you did. They, uh, I did not say the round. Oh. I, I guess I, you don't I have could. to, you don't have to, no, don't worry about that. Um, well, I already guessed 1992, so that eliminates the, uh, Leitner shot. Uh, UK beat Duke in 66 and in 78. Um, what did they lose to Duke other than that? Am I forgetting a year? Um, 19... Uh, crap. I don't even... I'm now, I'm, now I'm really stretching. Um, 1985. Wrong. So stupid. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> the the shining comes out and so does Queens. Another one bites the dust. Nineteen seventy-nine. Wrong. Oh, come so on. Stupid. So stupid. I know I'm in the late seventies now if that's the shining. I know the shining came out in the late seventies. Phillies win the World Series beating nineteen eighty. It was nineteen eighty. Yes. That and one gave it away. I am the smartest man alive. No, you're not, Billy. Here, so I'm. So that was my last one, my last clue. So uh, that I, I won that one. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, yeah. I got my rear end kicked. 
that took you eight minutes. Now, I will say this, and I, I wish I would have looked into this a little bit more. This was technically the 1979 football season, but the top, but the, the bowl game that Alabama won was in 1980. So That's it was fine. just 79, 80 championships. So I do apologize. A that bit does for confuse that. me a little bit in hindsight. Now, it wouldn't have mattered because technically, in my mind, Clemson won the 1980 championship because it was the 80 season, but that wouldn't have made a difference. I'll tell you right now. And they they beat Al or they beat Arkansas in the Sugar Bowl uh, to to jump up to to number one Ohio, number one Ohio State lost in the Rose Bowl to USC so uh, so sorry about that. Should have started with I the Phillies. I knew that one off the top. I knew that right away. I, I figured you would have, and yeah. that's why I did not start. I did, I did not <laughs> with that. I, I wanted to keep that one as far down as possible. I was thinking maybe you would uh, remember Colonel Sanders when he would die. I, I was, was thinking it. I was thinking that was the 90s for some reason. Last time I went to the Claudia Sanders restaurant was about a year ago. I could have sworn. Maybe I'm thinking of Herb Death, but I could have swore I thought spread something about it saying the 90s. I Man. obviously clearly was wrong. The two sites in Kentucky, I thought that was kind of cool. Bowling Green hosted the NCAA Ah, Look at you little tricky SOB. Look at you throwing Bowling, me a curve. Bowling Green and Rupp Arena host in the 1980 tournament. Uh, who ended up winning that tournament, Trevor? <laughs> that would be Louisville, which they won in Indianapolis in Market Square Arena. Uh, Kentucky lost to Duke. They beat UCLA, in, and then they beat Iowa in the semifinal. Number one seed, Kentucky lost to Duke in the, uh, I think it was Sweet 16, if I'm not mistaken. I would. So, I did not know that. I would not, that would, I know you lost to UAB in 81, I believe. Or was that 82? I want to say maybe it was 81, but I did not realize you lost to Duke in 1980. I did not know that. Well, uh, you know, that was you know a, the clue you should have given in that? What's that? The great one himself, Bacon Trevor Kelsey, was born. I was thinking I, I, I kind of wanted I wasn't exactly sure when you were born, but I wanted to keep it I wanted to keep it close to when you were. Uh, just because I, I, I was gonna try to really rub it in your face. Yeah, yeah, well I think so stupid. I, I think I, I think I got that. I got my I got I, I know now, okay, note to self. Don't worry about never bringing up Wisconsin Andrew Harrison, but never do it on trivia day because <laughs> uh, apparently that's when I get my you get your revenge right away. I can do it like on a Wednesday because you'll get over it and forget about it by Thursday. But never bring up Andrew Harrison in Wisconsin. Just turn off your mic, Trevor. Don't even say nothing about it because otherwise you're going to get taken behind the woodshed in trivia. Okay, I got that. And I'm, I'm. I've moved on. It, it had to be pretty tough. My mom texted in wondering what year it was. <laughs> People were on their toes wondering <laughs> when that, uh, when all those things took place. The Chinese year, the monkey that was the start, which really cracked me up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't even watch kung fu movies, so I had no idea. I mean, I was. I, did you get nervous though when I think I said the seventies and started stay? I, I think I do a good job of jumping into the original era, but you had me bouncing around. Normally I can narrow it down after like a clue or two into the five year radius. You had me jumping all over decades on that one. Yeah, when you started thinking nineteen ninety again, I, I did a little fist pump back at home. <laughs> did you? Coffee just came and gave me a pound in the back and was like, "I think it was, that was a, I feel bad for you for the way you just got treated in trivia." Understandable. <laughs> um, We've, we've just got a, a, not too much more time on the show today before Nick Coffey takes over with Inside the Press Box. Did you see uh, Cardell Jones' tweet? I saw it on the trending, but I have not seen the tweet per se. I, I noticed him trending right above Mike Tomlin and uh, a couple other things and have not actually clicked on his name. Uh, but while I click on it, why don't you tell me about it? What did he, what did he attack a fan with? 
he tweeted something along the lines of uh, all lives matter. And he said, why is this, uh, you know, he, he wanted to know what, how you define all and all lives matter. And some fans said, tweeted him and said, worry about uh, getting us fans into their national championships. Stay out of this BS. Go Bucks. Which is something that I have always said. Why would you? How many times have I said that, Trevor, where stop telling people that they can't have different opinions on something that is outside their profession or their uh, their expertise? Well, I care if somebody has a different opinion anyway, whether it's their expertise or not. Move on. It doesn't affect That's me. That's true. It doesn't I, affect I mean, you. Hate how many people – anytime anytime anybody tweets politics, people say, stick to this and this. <laughs> no, you stick to – Oh, I, well, I can't I'm, say I'm sorry, it. but isn't but now whether you agree with it or don't agree with it or find it stupid or find it intelligent, social media is an outlet in its pure definition to express one's opinion, whether you like it or not. I mean, you don't have to obviously read it. You can unfollow the person. You can unfriend the person. You can, you know what, just block them if you want to. But that's what social media's pure definition is, is to express oneself in whether it be 140 characters or more or less. So why are you mad if someone's doing that? Well said. That was Thank well you. said. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. So he, Cardell Jones replied to this guy and said, sorry, Mr. Master, I ain't <laughs> allowed to tweet nothing but football stuff. I don't want you to think I'm more than a football player, sir. Oh, uh, that's... <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's, that is uh... <laughs> Drop your phone, drop the mic, and get the hell out because he closed up shop real quick. <laughs> yeah, I think that guy, poor uh, Dan Gustus... Son one does not uh, feels kind of like a uh, like a total total douche right now. <laughs> and I think he ended up tweeting back that he was sorry. He he said sorry. He was out of line. Something along those. Yeah, some things. kids consume that even even coming from an African American, a racist uh, remarks almost. Well, e- even race aside, I, I'm more offended just by telling somebody that they are not allowed to have an opinion on on a subject. But that was a great response. And just a reminder, something that I've tried to hit home here on the show, is don't tell people to stick to one thing. People can have opinions on whatever they want. And just because you probably disagree with it uh, doesn't make their opinion wrong. We're, we're, we're teaching the masses here, Trevor. We're trying to. We're trying to make it a better the world a better place to not only live but to tweet. What else do you have on tap on this Thursday evening? Oh, wow. Um, tonight's Thursday night plans are very, uh, very bare. Uh, I may check. I may, I may consider going to see Ant-Man again tonight. Uh, I'll play it by ear depending on how the evening goes. I really have nothing else to do. I don't know why I've gotten a sudden kick of wanting to go see movies, but mainly I guess it's a mixture of having some extra cash in my pocket with the fact that I have nothing to do and nothing on TV to watch. Uh, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head of worth staying home to watch tonight other than maybe playing some video games and and like, like David Spade once told Tommy hearing myself getting fatter. So uh, I may just uh, may, I may go catch a movie outside of that. I really don't have any plans tonight. Hang out here doing it inside the press box and then followed by going deep. But what about uh, what about Mr. TJ? What do you got going on tonight? It's a trivia night? Oh, wait a minute. It's trivia night, right? Yeah, but I, I, there, there well, hasn't been any buzz about trivia, so I don't even know if that's, that's going to happen. I need to redeem myself. Where do I go tonight? I, I need. I just. I just did John Starks one out of eighteen from the field in Game Seven. Okay, I need to come back and redeem myself. We generally do Diorios, but I, I don't show up there because we might not be up there. It doesn't. There hasn't been as much of a buzz about it. Uh, besides that, I don't really have any plans. Big Brother is on tonight. Ooh, and that's Big it. Brother. 
it's it's Big Brother's not that great of a show, but there's just nothing really else on in the summer. That's Coffee's so. uh, guilty pleasure show. Is it? Yeah, he's a Big Brother uh, fan. He should have me on the show sometime, and we could just talk Big Brother for twenty minutes. <laughs> like what Yates and I used to do with Game of Thrones on that's, on Mondays back that's on the school. Riveting, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. If he wants, if he wants a number spike, tell him he's uh, he knows my number. Uh, t- tomorrow we will be live at Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Come out and join us. Uh, we it, it's a great play if you're uh, certainly if you're interested in buying a car that's where you should be if you're also seeing some bad radio uh, that's also a good place a good place to go so we'll if, be out if you decide five. you don't have anything better to do tonight it is Yates volleyball night so you can go out and maybe root Yates on and he plays uh, plays out his favorite Top Gun scenes in beach volleyball where does he play out of Baxter Jacks uh, I you know I don't know uh, he, I'm sure he'll text in and let me know here while he's listening but I think it's somewhere like downtownish. Ooh, well, Baxter Jacks is kind of downtown. The only one I know, the only place I, I he's told me before. So I mean, he, he should understand a burnout doesn't remember things like that except for sports trivia. Uh, but apparently, it is Bernard Bernie's. Apparently, Bernard is I guess a teammate, but I guess he plays at Bernie's. <laughs> I'm not sure where that is. I don't it, know. It, I, I, I guess that's in, unless it's in Linden. Thursday at Bernie's is the fourth installment of the Weekend at Bernie's series. Oh apparently. no, that is that is downtown. A quick Google search shows. Well, good for Yates. I hope he has a good time playing volleyball. That'll probably be more exciting than. Than anything I do this evening. The but question we're out of is, does he play with or is out the shirt in sand volleyball? Ladies, you have to show up and find out. <laughs> I would imagine he goes out the shirt if I if I know Yates like I think I do. Uh, but we're out of time for today's show. Thanks everybody for listening, Trevor. Thanks for taking that beat down and throwback Thursday. I needed a little confidence boost, and I've got it, so I'm 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 happy. Yeah, now I know how Rick Pitino's national teams feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he left a winner today, but that's something you will not be doing. Uh, but join us tomorrow. We'll be live. We'll see you then. 1450 The Sports Bus. Welcome to the 502. Take the Georgia boy, show him how Kentucky do. Oprah Priest Classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say don't forget 270, we hitting two. Song call it blue, grand song call it purple. I'ma call it home. Take a shot of Tron. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the Ville to BG in my zone. Let me hear you sing. High time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life. When they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going wrong.